the providential calling for our lives, amen, under the pastor and shepherd that he called us to be underneath, that we might be in the land flowing of milk and honey where we could flourish in that pastor, amen. And how many of y'all know that our God is not a God of coincidence? He's not a God of, of action in, in chance. He's not a God of action in might be. He's a God of purpose, a God of incentive, and he does everything with one desire, and that is to edify, encourage, and equip the body of Christ. You are here at Victory Life because God has ordained you to be under the spiritual father and mother of this house, Pastor Raymond and Heather Zypher, amen. And it's under their watch as they walk with God uncompromised in every way that we will flourish underneath the blessing of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're talking about bodies before blessings. Now we're going to be speaking about lions a little bit tonight. Amen. And so I heard one time this story about this rich couple in Southern California. They had a mansion. They had the, the Bentleys, the, the Beamer Benz and Bentleys, right? They had everything shiny, fast, and cool. They had on all the Louis V, the Versace, all the E's, amen? Can I get a witness in the house of God? But the one thing they didn't have was an exotic pet. And Mike Tyson already took the white tiger, so they chose to buy a lion, amen? And they got this little thing. It was so adorable, man. It was a little cub, and they were feeding it a bottle, and it would give them all that warm and fuzzy feeling, and it kept getting bigger. Time went by, and before you know it, it was an adolescent cub, about 40 pounds. Before you know it, it grew into its early adulthood and broke 150 pounds. And before you knew it, it had reached full growth around six to 750 pounds. And lo and behold, their son came home from college that night to find their mother and father mold to death in the living room floor. It was on the six o'clock news. Nobody understands what happens. A local resident of, of Southern California was mold to death by their pet lion. And nobody can come to grips with what may have caused this. Nobody knows what happened. They can't believe it. I'll tell you what happened. They bought a lion. Come on, somebody. They bought a lion. Don't we do the same thing with our sin? Starts out as a little cute, cuddly little cub. We're nourishing it in the darkness, in the quiet, when the church folks aren't around, when pastor's not in the room. We play with it, it grows, gets a little bit bigger. Now it's on to meat. And before you know it, it devours us. It takes us out. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that the move of God is at hand. Some of us have been waiting years for what God is bringing into the natural right now. And there are lions in your midst. They are seeking to take you out. So will you be one of the bodies that takes place before the blessing? We're going to go to 2 Kings tonight. Matthew, you're so anointed, man. I could just float all night long. You're gonna have to teach my wife how to do that. Don't tell her I said that. We're gonna go to 2 Kings chapter 17. Amen. We're gonna pick it up in the sixth chapter, the uh, sixth verse. Before I get into that, I wanna set the stage for you really quickly. What you're coming into is the beginning of the Assyrian captivity, amen? 
Now the Assyrian captivity was done around 734 BC, that's before Christ. So 734 and we're counting down instead of up, so it's before Christ. And the uh, northern tribes, the, the 10 northern tribes of Israel were carried off to the, the Assyrian captivity. Now we know that uh, a few hundred years later, roughly right about 516 BC, sorry, 586, the southern tribes, the two southern tribes, which is referred to as Judah, was carried off to the Babylonian exile. We know that they were carried off because they forsook the year of Jubilee. They forsook the year of Sabbath. They were called to take the seventh year off every seven years to allow the ground to take a breath. Somebody take a breath real quick. <sighs> Didn't that feel good? They were called to take the seventh year off in the 50th year, a year of Jubilee, but they were abstinent, amen. They were stiff-necked. They were rebellious. Any rebels in the house tonight? The, I'm the chief among them, amen. Hallelujah. Tell you more about that later. But they didn't take the years off, so God's gonna get his time, amen. Some of you guys are experiencing that right now. Can I get an amen? So he took them off to captivity for 70 years. For 490 years, they were rebellious. And so he took them in. We don't have time to go into all that detail. I'm a nerd. I'll try to keep him hidden tonight. But they took the Assyrians, uh, and this took place a few hundred years later, and they took them off of the captivity. Now the 10 northern tribes never returned. They were never recaptured, and to this day, they are still, their inhabitants, their descendants of their bloodlines are still living in that providence. But we're talking about, uh, and so we're gonna pick this up now. In 2 Kings chapter 17, we're gonna pick it up in verse six. Now this is right after the 10 northern tribes were taken off to the Assyrian captivity, and the word of the Lord reads like this. It says, in the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and carried Israel away into exile to Assyria and settled them in Halar and Habor on the river of Gozan and in the cities of Medes. Now this came about because, this is why guys, we're setting the stage. Why did they get carried off? Well, here's why. Because Israel had sinned against the Lord, their God, who had brought them up from the land of Egypt, from under the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and they had feared other gods, lowercase g. They walked in the customs of the nations from whom the Lord had driven out before the sons of Israel and in the customs of the kings of Israel, which they had induced. The sons of Israel did things secretly, which were not right against the Lord their God. Moreover, they built for themselves high places in all their towns from the watchtower to the fortified city. Amen table is set so let's eat so now listen they are carried off into their captivity they were taken out of the blessing they were taken out of the promised land from father abraham and they were taken into the assyrian captivity because they chose to continue being rebellious and stiff-necked against the ordinances of god see we serve a jealous god he wants all of us right all right watch this real quick he said i'm the god of, of abraham isaac and jacob you notice that he didn't say the god of israel israel was the redeemed restored version of Jacob. Why wouldn't a God that wanted to promote his holiness take credit for the redeemed version of Jacob? I'll tell you why. Because he's the God of your victories and your defeats. He's the God over your strengths and your weaknesses. You see, the thing about God is it's all of me for all of him. It's not a quid pro quo exchange. It's all of me for all of God, amen? And so at this point, God had chosen to turn his hand from them and to take back the favor they were taken into the Assyrian captivity to never be recovered. Now watch this. Somebody was grafted in. Somebody say grafted in. grafted in. 
They brought from the land of the Medes and from Samaria, also the Assyrian, all the little uh, cities that were captive by the Assyrian empire, and they deported them, and then by exchange imported them into the Sumerian land. They brought them into God's country, into the promised land. Now I know I'm giving you a lot of knowledge, but I'm going somewhere with this. Somebody say, I'm going somewhere with this. Somebody say, I hope so. This is a safe place to be honest, guys. So they brought somebody else in. Now, now why am I going there? If you'll go with me really quick, Romans 11 and 17, you don't even have to go there. I'm just gonna read it for you. It says, but if some of the branches were broken off and you being wild, olive, were grafted in among and became partakers with them of the rich root of the olive tree. Same thing happens here. The, the people that were not native to the land were grafted in. They were brought in and they were given high priests. Let's look at this text real quick. Second Kings 17 and 24. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord reads, The king of Assyria brought men from Babylon and from Kahath and from Ava and Hamath and Seraphim. And they settled there in the cities of Samaria in the places of the sons of Israel. Paul said that he grafted us in to make the original uh, inheritance to make them jealous of us. So they might turn back and repent. Same thing's going on here. So they possessed Samaria and lived in the cities. At the beginning of their living there, they did not fear the Lord. Can anybody say amen right there? Therefore, right, you're in the promised land right now, amen? You are in Jerusalem right now. You are at the, the threshing floor in which God has a desire to restore, strengthen, and establish you, to confirm your very existence and release you into your destiny for the glory of his name. It's right here in this hospital. Come on, can I get a witness? Listen, when I showed up to Victory Life in 2014, I had the clothes on my back and nothing else. Nobody in my family wanted anything to do with me, would not answer my calls, hit the ignore button if they had an iPhone, and I couldn't even catch some time on their couch. I came to Mama Heather and Pastor Raymond with nothing, with nothing, but it was here in this place where I met the Holy Ghost. It was here in this place where I was baptized with evidence of speaking in tongues. It was here in this place where I was resurrected with a purpose and with a promise to go forth and take the land for Jesus. Now listen, I'm human. So I've made mistakes, my fair share, amen. I nearly got took off to the Assyrian captivity, but by the glory of God, God woke me up recently and said, you need to get back under authority, son. You need to get back connected with your mother and your father. You need to come home so I can release you into your divine purpose. And by the grace of God, it didn't take me very long to figure it out. But I'm here before you, a broken man. I almost lost my family. My daughter almost died in my arms. The attack that was released upon us was because we were doing ministry without a covering. We were being used by God without any protection. The anointing flows down, amen? Can I get a witness in the house today? Come on now. I almost lost everything. My daughter's life in my arms. It turned physical. I had heard stories of attacks like this, but never seen it with my eyes, and I definitely had never experienced it. <coughs> I had allowed some compromise to come into my life. The little foxes will get you, amen? 
You see, the big foxes can grab the fruit or they can grab the corn, the ear of corn from the top without bending or breaking the root and then just another corn comes up. The little foxes got to tear that sucker off at the root to make it fall down. They got to kill the tree to get the fruit. It's the little foxes that almost snuffed us out. But can somebody say God had a different plan? You see, this didn't catch God off guard. And by the grace of God, I have a spiritual mother and father that are so mature and so enriched in the things of God and so faithful to his word and his ordinances that they had enough grace to know to allow me to learn this lesson on my own. Some lessons we can't be told, guys. And guess what? When I woke the hell up, my father and mother had open arms. My brothers and sisters had open arms. And I believe now the true blessing is about to be released in Quinlan, Texas. Let me tell you something. Just because you're experiencing success, just because numbers are starting to build, just because you got buildings, and by the wayward side, it looks like you're having victory. It was only scratching the surface of what God intended to release through my father. And guess what? Them devils in Quinlan thought they had us down and out. Come on, somebody. They don't know how we do it in a victory life, amen? Come on, somebody. Go with me to the 26th verse. <clears throat> so check this out. So all these div diviners, all these witchcraft, all these prophetiers, amen? All these people that thought they had it together, the rulers, the strongholds, the principalities, the authorities, they said, we got to get some of their own priests into this land to teach us how to walk in a way that will be pleasing to the God of this land so that we don't keep dying. 26 in the word of the Lord reads, it says, so they spoke to the king of Assyria saying, the nations whom you have carried away into exile, the cities of Samaria do not know the customs of the God of this land. So he has sent lions amongst them and behold, they kill them because they do not know the customs of the God of this land. So I'm gonna save us some time because I, I don't have much voice left, so I'm not gonna read all that, all right? Let me give you some paraphrase. They sent priests a Levitical priesthood back into Samaria to instruct these people on how to live righteously and how to please God. But something went wrong. Somebody say something went wrong. You see, they were serving God. On the outside, it looked like they were serving God. They were attending church services. They didn't miss prayer breakfasts. They gave something into the tithe and offering plate every time it passed them by. They made sure everybody saw what they gave. That was for somebody. <laughs> But in the quiet, in the secret, behind closed doors, the righteous man of God that is so high and mighty, but he abuses and beats his wife behind closed doors. He curses her down and makes her feel so small that if she sat on the edge of a penny, her legs would swing. The hypocrites that have put a foul taste for the things of God in our mouths our whole life. They looked like they were doing church. But in the quiet, they were serving their own interests. They were serving their own agendas. They were serving their own gods. I call it the one-arm syndrome. I'll praise you, God, with this hand, but don't you take my snuff. I'll serve you, God, with everything I got, but don't you, don't you take my side chick. I'll serve you, God, but don't you take my extramarital affairs. 
I'll serve you, God, but don't you let my children miss one practice or not star in any one athletic game. No, we can turn our children into idols. I'll serve you, God, but don't you ask me to sacrifice my time. Because the real God I serve is a God of comfort, not the God of the Bible. You see, they were serving their own interests. So God had another plan. He sent lions in their midst. Well, the word of God said that they devoured some. Which one are you going to be? Are you going to be the body on the floor? Are you going to be the one exalting and rejoicing Jesus as you walk into the blessing? Amen. Do y'all know that the most vital organs of the human body are internal and are never seen? The most vital roles played in this ministry, the heart and the backbone of this ministry are people that will never walk on this stage. People that will never receive applause. People that will never find themselves in a picture with any caption below it posted on Fleshbook. Hello. You see racehorses, they put blinders on them. It's not to keep them from running into stuff. It's not to keep them from running into the rails or other horses. It's to keep them from missing a step. The word of God is given to us to provide spiritual blinders so that we can stay focused on the great I am who constantly assures me of how great I am inside the great I am. You see, in my strengths, I fall every day of the week, but in his strength, I fly on wings of eagles. All right, let's pick it up. Now see, uh, revival and blessings about to be released on this land right here in this word that we're about to look at. The same way that revival and blessing is being released on our ministry right now. Our ministry. I don't care if you've been here one day or 10 years. Our ministry. Revival, blessing, breakthrough, expansion. Can I get an amen in the house? Growth, taking new land for the glory of God. Wayward prodigal sons coming home to finally walk into their destiny under their spiritual fathers and mothers. It's about to be released into this word right here. Amen. But I want you to notice that the lions were released before the blessing was released. There's lions in your midst tonight, guys. Some of you guys are leaning towards that door right now. Some of you guys are going through the motion. Man, you don't want to be here right now. It's okay. This is a safe place to be real. Let me invite you to be real and take off your mask tonight. Because the truth is we're all broken as hell. Hello. The only difference is the people you see walking in more victory allow the weight of their world to be carried by God instead of their own shoulders more often than not. So let's pick it up. <clears throat> 18 and 1 and the word of the Lord reads like this. Now it came about in the third year of Hosea, the son of Allah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, became king. Here you go, Zechariah. He was 25, 26, right? Pretty close. He was 25 years old when he became king. 
and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abai, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did right in the sight of the Lord, according to all his father David had done. He removed the high places. You should get excited about this word right here. He broke down the sacred pillars. He cut down Azariah. He also broke into pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the sons of Israel burned incense to it, and it was called Neshatan. You see, the golden serpent started out as a sanctified, sacred, and consecrated thing. It's the same way we can pervert the things of God for our own interests and our own agenda and turn it into false idols. Did you know that your own praise and worship can be an idol? You're ready for everybody to hear your prayers before service. But when nobody's looking, you don't even say hi to your father. Oh, you're all jumping around until you get that blessing that you think you need. And then all of a sudden you're missing church services. All of a sudden you're not showing up. That woman that you thought was Holy Ghost filled and sanctified, she was the hardest praise and worshiper in the home until you got married. And now Jekyll came out. Jekyll ain't very sanctified, brother. That one only comes out with prayer and fasting. We'll get you men in a second. Don't take too many deep breaths. Verse 5, he trusted in the Lord. This is King Hezekiah. This is the blessing. This is the revival. They had a shepherd that refused to compromise his faith. He had a shepherd that refused to turn his back on the calling of God. No matter how big the attack got, I wish I had half a church in here tonight. He refused to compromise. And as a result, the blessing was released to all the sons and daughters. Hey, we, we, we experienced great victory in Quinlan when we were still under the covering before I got rebellious. Great, great victory, but you know what? I didn't get it twisted. I was connected that time. You see, I understood that what we were reaping was the benefit and blessing what Mother Heather and Papa uh, Raymond Zypher sowed for the four to six years that they were there themselves. You see, the harvest came to the son because the father refused to compromise. But y'all don't hear me though. All right, so let me wrap this up. Now, this is a Pentecostal close, so you got about three more closings after this. <laughs> Father, Son, and Spirit, not three expressions, three persons. The Godhead, three in one. That was for somebody. You must have some religious UPCs in the house. All right, it's hard to talk when you're under the surgeon's knife, huh? All right, let's go to 1 Peter 5. Now, pastor preached on this. Zechariah touched on this. I believe God's got something for us in this as well tonight. You know, it was so great when I was connected and I was under the covering. So many times I can't tell you, I would preach a Sunday morning word and I would get back on the phone with Papa. Amen, that's my pops. And I would come to find out that my brother Zachariah preached that same word on Wednesday night. My father preached that same word on Sunday morning at the same time I was, and none of us had a conversation with each other. There's power in the unity of the brethren, amen? First Peter 5 and 6, and the word of the Lord reads like this. It says, therefore humble yourselves. It's a hard one to swallow. I'll give you a second to gulp. 
Therefore, humble yourselves. You know how you humble yourself? You love the one that's in front of you. No matter what it looks like. No matter how many times he cursed you under his breath. No matter how many times he turned his back on you. No matter how many times she took your time in the shower that afternoon when you came home from fundraising all day and you smelled like sea salt and not because you ate a bag of chips. You humble yourself by loving the one in front of you. You know, the most, the greatest blessings come in the most inconvenient time when God will use you. When you've been out evangelizing, I didn't call it fundraising, I called it evangelizing. That bread's just an excuse for me to tell somebody about Jesus. Hey, if you think you're called to preach the word, that bread's an excuse for you to run up in a hair salon and preach to 20 women that are under some kind of dome, alien-looking UFO thing, and they can't move. So you might as well hit them with some Jesus and turn that thing into an altar right then and there. You know, the Old Testament, the word of God says that he goes before you. It says that he will cause a fear and a dread of you to come upon the land before your foot sets in it. All right. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Somebody say mighty. mighty. <clears throat> Watch this. That he, I thought I was supposed to exalt myself. I thought I was supposed to jump at the chance to pray in front of everybody. I thought I was, okay. I'll back off for a second. That he may exalt you at the proper time. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. <clears throat> be a sober spirit. Be on alert for your adversary. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Now watch this. He just said, you think it's greener on the other side of the fence out there doing you, boo-boo. But what the world is experiencing right now is the same suffering that you are. I don't care how much money's in your bank account. I don't care what kind of custom whip you're pushing, brother. The same sufferings are being released across the world because of the fallen nature. We live in a post-Genesis 3 society hey my hair just grows I ain't got to tell it to do that Paul says I have a desire to do well but the many members of my body war against me daily that sinful nature is coming every day of the week and twice on Sunday so when you hit your knees in your morning prayer closet you can say Lord have your way with my day so this day doesn't have its way with me <clears throat> verse 10 this is, this is my favorite right here. All right, watch this. This is us, guys. This is us. You know the church gets power when we start doing this instead of this? The church gets power when we start doing this. Because when we do this, the glow of his glory gets to shine through the cracks in our cistern. If you're, if you're pretending to have it together all the time, he doesn't get any glory. Ten, after you have suffered for a little while... The God of all graces, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself protect, confirm, strengthen, 
and establish you. Did he say he needed your help? He said he himself will restore, strengthen, confirm, and establish you. I came into this house with nothing, guys. I've got a beautiful wife who puts up with my sorry behind every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I've got an amazing angel named River Josiah. He's four months old. And if mom and dad hadn't answered the call in their life, he wouldn't be breathing today. Everything of value in my life came through the hand of victory life. Its origin was God, but the vehicle to make it happen was right here. <coughs> Some of you are thinking about walking out that door. Don't run away from your blessing, man. Don't be devoured by the lions because they're on their job. How many of y'all know that? They don't take a day off. They're gonna try to get you to look at your brother's blessings. They're gonna try to get you to focus on who's getting a chance to preach. <coughs> They're going to try to get you to focus on who's being brought up on the second praise and worship team. Do y'all know that less than 1% of ministry takes place on this stage? Less than 1%. Hey, listen, I preached Wednesday, Sunday, every week for two years. And I'm going to tell you, I got my feel. It's exhausting. If all you're living for is an opportunity to preach the word of the God, I'm going to be praying for you because the only fulfillment comes from loving the one in front of you. The, come on now. Hey, if you're gonna clap, go on in there. Don't play with it. Amen. Hey, check this out. The love apostle John, when he was in his old age, they would carry him to the pulpit, one disciple on each side, and he would stand here for hours, and he would look out to the crowd and he would say, little children, love one another. Little children, love one another. Little children, love one another. That's all he said for hours. You see, what he understood is, it's only by the love of God that anybody ever gets inspired. It's only by the love of God that anybody is ever restored. It's only by the love of God that anybody is enriched with a purpose to rise in the morning and go against the crowd for the glory of his name. <laughs> all right so when we do this amen when we stay on our job when we stay connected when our behind stays put in the pasture under the shepherd that god ordained us to be hello I'm preaching to myself tonight guys it's okay there's a couple more people in the room i'm not the only one that's been rebellious Come on now, some of you guys just ain't done it in the natural yet. You've just been doing it in your heart. But when we stay on our job and we stay connected, loving the one in front of us, being selfless. You know how you can be selfless? Think about yourself less. Connected to the vine, living in our word, sharper than a double-edged sword that divides the bone and marrow. When we stay planted under our pastor, walking in the authority in fire of the Holy Ghost, with the authority to walk through the fires of life without being consumed the way of the world. When we do this, it releases some power, man. Let me show you in the word of God. Philippians, and we're going to end right here. 
Philippians 1, and we're going to start in 27. Philippians 1 and 27. Oh, this is powerful, man. When we walk where he put us, when he put us, how he put us, submitting to the ordinances released by our pastor, not considering it. You see, that's where I went wrong. God released the vision for my wife and I's ministry a year ago. But my wife and I considered the vision instead of submitting to the vision. And that's where the real compromise took place. Even though we stayed connected for several months after that, it didn't matter. In our heart, we had already rebelled. We didn't submit. 27, the word of the Lord reads like this. It says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. With one mind. Striving together. Somebody say together. Woo! Together, striving together for the faith of the gospel. In no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a which is a sign of destruction for them. Oh, you didn't get it. I'll come back. But of salvation for you, and that too from God. Check this out. What Paul just said, when the enemy throws fiery darts at your brain, when he throws lies, when he appears as God, but really is taking you out of the things of God, out of the fold, out of the protection, out of the shelter, when he comes at you through your sister or through your loved ones, how many of y'all know more pain takes place by those that have your last name than anywhere on the earth? Hallelujah. Can I get an amen in the house? Is this a safe place to be honest? He said, when you don't succumb to the attack of the enemy when you don't fold and buckle under the pressure of the devil's war you remind him that he's defeated when you stand in your faith unwavering with no compromise above reproach you see the church has lost its pursuit of holiness when we pursue holiness for the glory of his name and we do not falter by the wayside of the schemes of the devil who is seeking to destroy you, it reminds him that he's defeated. You see, in the great book, the 66 authoritative love letters of the church, we were promised the victory bell of life, the great eternal wrestling match of life. We were promised the victory bell, but nobody ever said you wouldn't catch an elbow before that bad boy was rung. Amen. All right. Worship team, if you guys want to head on up here. So I want you guys to be focused right now because God has already released the blessings on your life. They're on their way right now. Some of them are manifesting. Some of them are knocking at the door. Your pastor's making arrangements and moves right now that are going to bless you tremendously. But some of you guys will walk out that door before it happens. Who's it going to be? Whose body's gonna hit the floor? Will it be you? Will it be you? You know, it's crazy. Most of the bodies that are gonna walk out that door are gonna be the ones that praise and worship harder than anybody because they're playing games. Hey, the guys that are catching discipline all the time, those are the guys that are allowing God to work on them. The rest of y'all are just pretending. 
God's going to get you eventually. And when we all see who you really are, we're not going to like you anyways. Oh, I, I can't be honest in the house of God. At least that was me, right? They had a competition called Hate on Corey, and they took great pride in it. They went to great lengths to up each other in the game of hating on Corey, I promise you. But you know why God allowed that? Because he knew he, what he was going to release me into. Hey, so if you're the number one guy getting hated on in the house right now, praise God, man. Hey, and listen, if you're that guy that's cost, uh, casting side comments at your leaders as they're walking away and your voice is trailing off, then you just ain't ready yet. Hey, these guys that are sacrificing years and their lives to be here to deal with your behind and you're cursing their name, you're, you're, you're acting all big and bad when your friends are around, but then when it's just you and that leader, you're kissing up on them. Oh, I'm so sorry, Zach. Oh, I'm so sorry, James. Hey, man, how dare any of you guys cast any hate on James? That dude's got a bigger heart than anybody in here. Hey, and if you're playing games, man, God ain't going to play games with you. I promise you. That's a word for somebody. Listen, God loves y'all, man. Get over it. Hey, let's get serious about life. We've wasted enough time, right? We have wasted enough time. There's souls that are waiting for us to walk into our destiny. Are you gonna answer the call? Are you gonna run with your pastor's vision? Are you gonna step up to the plate and quit playing games? Because some of you, your children are waiting for you to grow the heck up. Hey, but guess what? It's in the proper time. Because some of you guys aren't ready for your kids right now. Hey. That's why God's protecting them right now. Hey, those are his kids before they're yours. Come on now. Hello. I'm not getting any communication from my seven-year-old daughter right now or my five-year-old son because for some reason their mom wants to blame everything that goes wrong in their life on me. But am I faltering at the knees? Am I out there smoking dope? Am I out there running with the world? No, I'm in the house of God because I know that this is the place that I belong. And that's when the blessing's released. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God, we worship you in spirit and truth tonight. We acknowledge that you are the only constant in the universe. We acknowledge that only you can rejuvenate, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish our souls. We acknowledge that you gave everything so that we could have everything. I ask now by your spirit, Lord, that you would touch every heart of every son and daughter under the sound of my voice, that they would begin to see how beautiful they are, that they would begin to see how valuable they are. Your word says that they are your crown jewel, the most prized possession. They are your crown jewel. I pray that they would begin to walk in the authority that you died to give them, pursuing the holiness, not for their applause, but for the glory of your name. I bind every devil in hell that's trying to whisper an exit sign to your sons and daughters. I pray concrete shackles around their ankles so that they would stay put, that they would be silent and receive what you have on the way for them, Lord. We, re we reject and we rebuke any bodies hitting the floor in this ministry, that we would come together for a time like this in unity to go forth for the glory of your name, to take the land, to take the country, to take the world by storm. You said you would confound the wise with the foolish things of the earth, Lord. You said, I know what I got. 
I'm going to take a drug addict and I'm going to set the world on fire with them. We give you the glory for all these things as it is done in your name. And all the saints said, now let's worship guys. This altar is open. Pastors coming down. Your leaders are coming down. Don't leave this place until you get what God's